1: Super Talk Mississippi and SixPacksBeat.com proudly present This is your Godfather. This is your General. This is our show. This is Super Talk Mississippi. This is our show. Brian Haydad and the Godfather. Stephen Agustinelli here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at SuperTalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners. Especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Wanna thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Stephen, If Brupolo was in Clarksdale.
0: Hell, Brian. Wait, I got it, I got the line wrong. It's, that would be weird. I'm so that sorry. would be weird.
1: Yeah. There got you go. It wrong. We'll, we'll get it, we'll get it going here. We'll get that. Remember, when you support Strange Brew House, you're supporting a Bulldog initiative business. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Have it shipped right to your door. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise. And in some cases, the purple and gold merchandise that you may be looking for. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever it is you're looking for, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant for lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. The best meal in town is at Restaurant Tyler. They have the best blue plate in the city of Starkville and maybe in the state of Mississippi. It's great. A lot of great choices. Great vegetable choices, too, which I know Stephen is a big fan of. He has to get his veggies on a daily basis. Cauliflower. I I think they have it. I think they have cauliflower. So Stephen can get that and be happy. And you will be, too, when you eat lunch at restaurant tyler 16 priority one bank locations throughout central mississippi i see you getting upset up there marty just calm down i got i got bills to pay 16 priority one bank locations throughout central i'm sorry john i gotta get, i'm sorry john i gotta advertise another bank here i'm very sorry they're here to serve you banking locally it's just an important thing to do just like shopping locally and eating locally if you live in central mississippi there's a priority one bank Near you. Go to priorityonebank.com to find that location nearest you. Priority one bank, let them make you their priority. Steven, glad to have you back on. This is a monumental podcast because who knows when the next one will be. This That's is correct. The, the, the end for the time being of the Mississippi State LSU series. I know our two tigers are incredibly sad about that. They're gonna say it's because. They're losing a gimme win. Let's go ahead. He's nodding his head. Let's go ahead and get him introduced. You should know them if you are a long time listener to the podcast. We'll start with age before beauty and Marty Augustinelli out there in the Great Pacific Northwest. Marty, welcome to the podcast.
2: Glad to be here. You know, I just finished my darkness retreat, so I'm I've got a new you know <laughs> uh, uh, outlook on life. Yeah, Aaron oh. Rodgers went into his his retreat. You yeah, know, yeah. he took his darkness retreat here in Oregon.
1: Yeah, that I, that I think every day that. in Oregon is probably a little bit of a darkness retreat.
2: Yeah, in the winter. But yeah, but this yeah. one, they turn out the lights completely, you know, it's already part of that. It is deprivation,
0: you know, sensory deprivation. But, uh all right. Yeah. So, so you, Marty's going to say about four words and tear his uh, Achilles. <laughs> 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 that's right. It, <laughs> if Marty tears his Achilles
1: sitting in that chair, we're going to have some, some issues. All
0: hey, right. we and are I, natural I, athletes, Brian. Don't, don't you forget it.
1: It's a true story. Down there in Jackson, Mississippi, representing the Mississippi State Bulldogs. John Agustinelli is here. John, good to talk to you again, Cuz.
3: Cuz, man, nice talking to you. We'll see what, you know, the algorithms, you know, uh, lay out for us, to uh, you know, during this podcast and, you know, how different people's um, leanings may come out in discussion as they share, as shared on our group messages.
1: Yes, we, we, we will find out about that. Yes. And then... Uh, before i introduce this next person i like to make a disclaimer that if you have any music you want to play just don't it never works nobody can hear the song let's just let's just say your name and you say a little something and we'll all be happy the italian stallion my beloved cousin chris
4: augustinelli i'll just make a chant okay a c c a c c the new Power Conference. Can we pick ACC games a day? The cannot. real Power Conference. We, we, we are not going to do that, and you're not. Nor are you
1: allowed to to start becoming a Clemson fan and saying that's the real Death Valley. You're not allowed to. Ban well, it. you know,
4: I would say that, but they lost to Duke. That's so. true. That's true.
1: Great to be back with you guys. I love doing this podcast each and every year. I'm really going to miss it next year. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we could just do one for Texas, but then Chris, you're not included.
4: Well, I, I'm worried about your career next year without having this show to, to lean on. The ratings drop. It's bananas. <laughs> I mean,
2: See, Brian, you could, you could Brian, you could do Texas. It'd be four against one. That would make it almost even.
1: Yeah, we would <laughs> we, we? We would bring Thomas in on that one to replace Chris, and we we could just you know go from there. And maybe you have a Texas friend. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. We got to hear about
0: that. Hopefully, not Chris's neighbor. No offense,
1: yeah. I, I, I I loathe
0: Texas. I'm
1: happy to join in on that call. We'd have Chris on our side to be a cha- a real change. Yeah, of I will be a maroon and white fan through and through. All right, let's talk about this game, Mississippi State LSU. You know, a year ago LSU was one and one coming into this game, and and it felt like it was a really must win game for LSU, which is weird, right? Mississippi State being a must win game for LSU, but that was the way it felt a year ago. Marty, how does it feel this year with LSU at one and one? Does it feel different or is this like, okay, they gotta start getting off the the Schneid starting this week?
2: Well it feels must win because again, they lost the first game of the year, which sort of deflated the balloon a good bit. I mean they they had some, you know, championship aspirations that sort of got, you know, sort of deflated really quickly. So, you know, this is I mean they had obviously they've been they played Grambling last week, which is a team they should be, you know, soundly when they and they did. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is this will be the the first uh, point, opponent you know since the Florida State game where you know they really need to show that they're you know they made improvements and they need to show some progress, especially on defense. So their their past defense is not terribly good this year.
1: And Chris, that is something that that surprises the hell out of me. When, I've been talking to a couple of people today. I've done some interviews, and they've talked about the LSU secondary. This is DBU. This is LSU, and and they're talking about how weak this LSU secondary is. What's going on in the defensive backfield for the Tigers?
4: Well, we're, we're living and dying by the transfer portal. So uh, I just, you know, Brian Kelly has kind of warned us about it. I was a little nervous about our secondary coming into the season. Uh, you know, we had a lot of hype, but, uh, you know, when you've got that many new faces in the, in the backfield and, You don't know anything about them coming into uh, the program. You get a little concerned, and we were exposed by Florida State, which I think was their strength, was their wide receivers. And they took it to us in the second half for sure. Uh, You know, we could talk a little bit about that game because, you know, I I had to go back and really watch the first half again. I didn't really get to watch it live, and uh, we we left – you know we could have been up by 17 theoretically at halftime and and we didn't take advantage of our opportunities and and i don't know what happened in the in the second half we got out coached and outplayed and uh exposed really badly in the defensive side of the ball not just on the secondary side but you now we have no pass rush right now so we've got to reestablish that having you know Mason Taylor back was supposed to give us a little bit but now he's a little nicked up so you know he may not even be 100% this weekend too so in order to make a secondary better, you've got to have a pass rush, and you know, unleashing Harold Perkins may help with that. But uh, we'll see. Mason Smith. Uh, Mason Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Mason okay. Taylor. Okay. I'm sorry. Mason Smith. I'm my yeah. fault. Um, so. but, um, but, but he's not totally game ready, so we'll see how, how he's going to do this weekend. What's interesting, John, is you hear
1: them talk about this, right? Oh, well, we're having trouble with the pass rush, and our secondary is weak. A year ago, this would have been great news for Mississippi State running the air raid offense. But after what we saw last weekend against Arizona, do we trust Mississippi State to be able to pass the ball and be able to attack this uh, this Tiger uh, defense?
3: Well, I, I think so. I mean, uh, Arnett has already come out and said that he wasn't as aggressive in certain parts of the game against Arizona. Uh, but the only thing that worries me is the old adage goes is the biggest improvement for a team is between the first and second game. Wasn't that much improvement if you want to say it might have slid back a little bit. So, um, hopefully, you know, they'll be a little bit more aggressive with the play calling. Uh, we do have some weapons. Uh, with Zavian on uh, who plays – he could play slot or on the outside, which I feel like he's going to be playing more on the outside to have both he um, and Tulu on the, on the field at the same time. And I don't know – I haven't heard anything about Creed. So, I don't know whether he's going to be uh, uh, on the field at all. Because, mm-hmm. he you know, against it was southeast Louisiana, but he shows some good speed, mm-hmm. you know, and taking some long plays. So, I think we could press, press him a I, little bit.
1: I just think with Creed, you know, Tulu was hurt in the southeast Louisiana game. He missed most of the first half. Xavion was hurt, didn't play the whole game. They play in front of, of Creed. So, it's going to be difficult for him to get reps. But at the same time, like you said, John – he showed you some some playmaking ability. You got to find a way to get him on the field a little bit. Steven, what was to you last week? You know, we we talk about Arnett and what he said in the press conference. We talk about what um, what John was just saying with Barbe and and trying to change up what they did offensively. But I know we're playing LSU. We have to make this pun though that Tiger doesn't normally change its stripes. Is is Arnett going to? Do you believe that? Do you, do you think we're that Mississippi State is just going to look completely different offensively here in week three?
0: No, and the the, the thing that I struggled with the, the most from last game is that we got away from what I thought was successful in the first game. And again, it was a different opponent, maybe a little bit tougher, but you know, using Mike Wright and I was disappointed in the first game. He would he didn't even show he didn't pat he did not make one attempted pass. Mm-hmm. But he he ran the ball successfully, and then we didn't even use him in the second game to be able to run the ball. So I don't know, maybe they just didn't want it on film or what, but for the things that made us successful offensively, we didn't do those things, I think, in – in the against Arizona, but then again, you know, when Arnett said uh, we were going to play conservatively, I'd rather go ahead and get up twenty eight nothing, and then worry about playing conservatively. Mm-hmm. And that, that mm-hmm. I just and, and I'm I'm glad that he came out and said, "Hey, I made a mistake. So hopefully, you will adjust." He's a young coach. He's thirty seven. So uh, you know, those are things that he's learning on the job.
4: He's Younger than that's everybody a good strategy, Steven. Text or in the get, get 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 up twenty eight nothing. That's a real good strategy against LSU, and then take then let the gas pedal off. I like that strategy.
0: Uh, I hope I hope we get to entertain that on uh, Saturday.
4: It, it kind of worked on in I, a, hey, Brian, t- 2014.
1: It kind of worked then. We we let off the gas pedal and it was okay. Man,
0: once yeah, out of twenty
1: five years, it's okay. Head.
3: You're you're in my head, Brian, because I think I actually remember Dan Mullen after that game in 2014 that I learned day. something as yeah. a relatively, even though he'd been on the job a couple of more years than Arnett has been now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mullen made a comment similar to say, "I I've learned not to take my foot off the gas, or just, you know, put my foot on their throat and finish the game." Yeah, because well, LSU scored what almost twenty points that last quarter. And yeah, made it close, made it interesting, so,
1: and it didn't need to be. And then, and, and you're right, Mullen did say that. So we'll see if Arnett learns that same lesson.
2: Was that was that the game they had the pass at the end of the game into the end zone? Yeah. Yes, yes. As and, yes. and they caught that, the ball, you would have lost.
1: That I promise you. The three. Uh, <laughs> MSU fans <laughs> in this group were just looking at the TV like, oh dear God, no. So
2: we
1: were all sitting together. We were all at Steven's so right house right. watching that That's game. Right. Um Marty, right. offensively for this LSU team, the thing that stands out the most for me is this is again, this is LSU. You know, they have had first round picks at running back and at receiver, you know, for decades. This team outside of neighbors, where are the superstars for LSU? Where where are the guys that you can just give them the ball and you're afraid every time they touch the ball that they're going to score a touchdown.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, the super the the I guess the first superstar is Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah. I mean, he is he is sort of the running game when they when they let him do it. I mean, they they sort of, I think they've been trying to keep him more in the pocket, but but he is he is he is clearly the the best running threat that we have. Um receivers are right neighbors, but I would also include Brian Thomas too. He's mm-hmm. actually he's actually very good as well. They they really don't have a a solid third receiver yet. So they, you know, they tried Karen Lacey. Uh, he had a couple of drops in the Florida State game, uh, the grambling game. He played better, but they also tried out Chris Hilton, who got a touchdown uh, reception. So uh, but they they do have some talent running back. I think they have like eight running backs, Yeah, but none of them are, I would argue, you know, Leonard Fournette quality. I mean, they're right. just sort of you know good running backs. The problem for LSU running the ball is the offensive line. So the interior yeah. offensive line has got some problems right now. Um, uh, they're experimenting from what I understand, and they did this against Grambling, uh, moving Emory Jones, who's the right tackle, down to guard, mm-hmm. and then playing Lance Hurd. And Lance Hurd's a five star offensive tackle that LSU recruited uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. And so that that evidently worked pretty well in the running game. They were I mean, it was Grambling, but they were running the ball really well. Uh, the only problem there is Lance Hurd, you know, he's his pass protection still needs some work. So, uh, and he is playing to tackle, so he does need to deal with, you know, edge rushers. But uh, but again, if they if they can improve their interior line uh, a little bit, I I think their running game will be, be will be better. The biggest problem I have with LSU right now is they're not necessarily explosive. Yeah. So they get a lot of you know I call it dink and dunk type of yardage. Uh, you know, and 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 you know Jane Daniels has criticized a lot about not really looking to throw it downfield and pushing it downfield. Are you talking
1: uh, about Jaden Daniels or Will Rogers? I'm I know, yeah, it's what, the same thing.
2: But, <laughs> but uh, you know, again, if he, you know, he's he's being coached to try to take chances and to throw it downfield. I think he's a little bit risk averse, so he doesn't like throwing interceptions. But and, that's probably where they need to improve.
1: And Chris, you know, you, you mentioned Mason Taylor a second ago. I think he could be a big player for LSU in this game because I think you know, State's linebackers. I know they had a couple of, they had three interceptions last week, but Mason Taylor is a matchup problem for those guys and if you're going to be conservative in the passing game like marty's saying there you know looking to the tight end is never a bad idea mason taylor is an outstanding tight end
4: i, I totally agree he he could be a game changer for us and i, I disagree with marty a little bit on, on lacy i think lacy is the type of receiver that can can get it going he, he's the prototype receiver for uh for lsu he has had a couple drops but uh we are getting john emery back uh, at running back too. So that, that could be uh, unless he finds a way to miss another LSU game, he's done that quite a bit very uh, in his college career. So uh so so I, I kind of disagree with Maury a little bit on a couple of things he said there. But um Mason he's Taylor Ma- yeah, Mason Taylor right, so. is yeah, but but Mason Taylor's certainly a, a factor and Brian Kelly likes the tight end. So um we'll see if he plays a a role in this game against Mississippi State. I, I don't the like the fact you, that it's 11 right? eleven eight I'm not a fan of this game starting at 11 a.m. on the road. Though. That 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 is a little so, bit of concerning for so me. Chris, Chris,
3: Brian Kelly likes the tight end.
4: Yes, he, he does the like algorithm. the tight end.
3: Is that the algorithm? <laughs> that's the algorithm we're talking. About? <laughs> I make sure. So,
1: so well, that's an interesting point, though. And John, I think I, I disagree with Chris. I think if you're a road team, you want to come out and play at 11 a.m. because the, the the crowd is usually just not as into it as they would be after a full day of tailgating and a full day of being outside. You know, 6 o'clock p.m., that would be a much more rowdy crowd. You know, the the crowd, the attendance has been an issue for Mississippi State these first couple of weeks. What do you think is going to happen this week? How many people do you think will be in the stadium?
3: Well, I don't know. Brian, I don't know exactly how many people are going to be in the stadium, but I think it's going to be more than it were at Arizona. I mean, it's the first SEC Mm -hmm. ball game for this team. Um, I do believe... Uh, I don't know if they're going to have it packed. Again, that 11 o'clock kickoff has never been um, good for Mississippi that State. A&M Maybe that game Auburn?
1: 14 is the only one that I remember being really packed out.
3: Was it a or Auburn? Was Auburn the CBS game that Auburn was that CBS year? that year, Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew it was a day game, but I couldn't remember if it was the 11 or not. Because yeah. that was, I knew that was a big game. Um, you know, cowbells amplify, by, you know, attendance by three mm-hmm. or four. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, even though we might have 55 in there, we you know it's it's still going to be loud and there's yeah. going to be a raucous crowd. But it also depends on the play of the team. Yeah, you know, if the team that comes out in the first quarter versus Arizona plays all four quarters, it's going to be hopping. Yeah, but if they come out, you know, like they did the, the remainder of the game, it's going to be you know a little subdued in the stadium.
1: Yeah, Stephen, that's my concern in this game is that I feel like if State comes out and plays well. They can be in this game until the end, but if they play the way they played against Arizona, this is going to be a Marty Augustinelli forty-five to three (laughs) special.
0: This has kind of got to me a two thousand nine feel. Okay, you know, same kind of setup, first year coach. Mm -hmm. What was LSU's record in 'o nine They they weren't they
1: weren't good that year. They They finished like eight And and five.
0: And I thought, you know, going into the state game last year, I thought LSU wasn't that special. And then they, they kind of had a, you know, towards the middle of the year.
1: LSU last year such an enigma, right? They went 9-4 yeah. and four with not a great season, but they won the West and they beat Alabama. They, so it's it's just an odd season.
2: Beating Alabama head. makes it a great season. There
1: you <laughs> go. I, I can agree with that, though. I can agree with
2: that.
0: So I, I, just, I just got a feeling, you know, that, that was an 11 o'clock game in 2009, yeah. where, you know, and we lost on that last second play. So hopefully state can kind of, you know, rekindle – or, or you know, repeat that performance that occurred in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. A new coach, um, just you know, you were talking about the crowd. Crowd's been disappointing the past you know the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. That East side is uh, rather sparse.
1: It is. They need all, you to, all, to sit over there. It'll make a it little. That's more- right.
0: <laughs> the lower bowl is uh is it, it, kind of empty, but you know, hopefully yeah. the crowd comes out. And the Arnett and and the players today, you know, were clamoring for the fans to come. Yeah. So that they they talked about the juice that they received from from our crowd. So hopefully yeah. that that gets uh, fulfilled.
5: We shall. The see.
4: Godfather's pleading for fans, come on out!
0: Let's go!
1: Pull the strings, Godfather! Make Please. it happen!
4: But uh, you know, Brian, on the eleven a.m. thing, LSU never plays well at eleven a.m.
1: That's true. They're not Home used to it.
4: Road, they don't like it, and mm. and so. I, I, I'm worried about us being lethargic is, is playing that early always. See, so I, um,
1: I would go the full money on LSU. Not only would I I'd make them play at 11 a.m. If I'm state, I would have done the <laughs> whiteout this weekend and made LSU wear purple. I would have I would have yeah. done the jinx as much as
4: I possibly could. But and you need to keep the fans from the sidelines, the the air conditioning uh, yeah. fans, and the, you, you, you and get the Electricity
1: yeah. doesn't work. Gatorade yeah. spiked with rum. It's just, it's just, make all Make
4: did do do what the University of Texas did against LSU in nineteen. They they took all the air conditioning out and mm-hmm. made them have cramps in the locker room. And Didn't work. We still beat them. Didn't work. We still beat
1: them. Yeah, Joe Burrow is is a little easier. Yeah, we
4: had Joe Burrow that helped.
1: Yeah. All right, let's do this the way we do our normal Friday podcast, and I don't think we've done this before, but we're going to do it this year. Uh, we do the three Ps on Friday: our preview, we give playmakers, and then we'll make our predictions. So let's do that right now. Let's make a let's give an offensive and a defensive playmaker. We'll start with Marty. Give us your offensive guy and then we'll go around the room and come back to you.
2: Um offensive playmaker. It's I mean it'd be Jaden Daniels. Okay. I mean he's going he's going to be I mean he touches the ball every play, right? But yeah. he's the one that's got to have a good game. And uh you know like I said Delora last week had what 350 yards of passing. I mean if he can throw for 350 Jaden Daniels might have a pretty good day. Uh, the other thing, I think he needs to, they need to get him to run a little more. Mm-hmm. I think it opens things up a that's bit.
1: That's what won the game yeah. for LSU last year, yeah. thought, was his, yeah. his
2: legs. Yeah, and he hasn't been running that much this year so far, so I
1: okay. don't know. John, I, I know you're, I'll just go ahead and get ahead. I'm, I'm sure you're predicting a Bulldog victory, but who's your offensive playmaker in this game for Mississippi State?
3: You know, just on the other side, uh, the, the counterpart to uh, Jake Daniels, Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Will's got, you know, Will and Barbeau have something to prove this week. You know that Mississippi State offense hasn't just gone to the ground and pound back to the 1980s uh, uh, running attack. Um, I think some explosive plays with the playmakers that we talked about earlier on the state side it will be huge for Mississippi State success. Uh, I think we'll have a little bit of running success against LSU. Uh, I think Woody's running the ball hard, and uh, we do have some change of pace in, with the with the guys that back him up. But will throwing the ball downfield, threatening to go over the top, uh, and then working that underneath, underneath, uh routes, those that that is huge. We have got to keep moving the change to keep LSU off the field. Chris, who do you
4: got on offense or defense? On, on offense. offense, yeah. Well, Marty's—I mean, obviously, right? Jaden Daniels has got to be on, but I, I'll throw another player out. I, I really. Hope that Emory, uh, John Emory, has comes in and and lights it up on on the running game because I think we've been kind of trying to figure that out. And you know, he's he's the guy with the experience and the speed, and uh, you know, he's been under delivering his career at LSU with high expectations. It's time for him to step up uh, because I think we'll make plays in the air uh, with our wide receivers. I think we we have a a lot of advantage there, but uh, if we don't get that running game going. Uh, it, it can make for an interesting afternoon. Okay. Steven, what do you say?
0: Collective group, I'll just go with the offensive line. I mean, I just think that if they, if they have a shot, if a state has a shot, it's that Will Rogers does have uh, some time to, to time to sit in the pocket and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, get our passing game going. And then, you know, if we can have I'm, – I'm speaking out of generalities that are obvious, but if we can have success running the ball, uh, you know, like we did the first two weeks. I mean, our running game has been impressive. Mm-hmm. Especially those first few drives against Arizona, we were just completely really annihilating good. them. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, we, we, Arizona had a had, to me had a very small defensive front from what mm-hmm. for what I could tell. Mm-hmm. LSU maybe is not the same, but no. uh, it, it, if the offensive line can come out and dominate, you know, in the passing and running game, you know, that's that's a good sign for Mississippi State and hopefully get a victory.
1: I'm kind of torn. I feel like Woody Marks is the the engine right now for Mississippi State. He's the guy who's making things happen. But I agree with John about Will Rogers. I feel like Mississippi State's best chance in this game is to try to come out and do things the opposite of what they've done the first couple games. They started to run to set up the pass. I think you need to test that LSU secondary early in this one because as the game wears on, LSU becomes more aggressive. That's what they did a year ago in the first, first half Will Rogers had time to throw sometimes. In the second half, LSU was merciless with the blitzing. So, Rogers needs to get out to a good start, and that will allow Woody Marks down the road uh, to, to have some running lanes. So, Will Rogers will be my offensive playmaker. We'll go counterclockwise here. Steven, come back to you. Who's your defensive playmaker?
0: I think it's uh, going along the line again. It's, the, it's the defensive line. So I'll go with Jaden Crumity. Okay. If, if he can have a, a game where he doesn't necessarily have to fill up the stat sheet, but if he can do other things that allow others to fill up the stat sheet, that, that that's where we have a chance chance to have a w um it's the linebackers to me you know bookie and uh jet johnson they just they come every weekend so it's really like somebody else stepping up and uh, and Jaden crummy he had had like a big stat weekend and again he doesn't have to have it but i think he he can provide enough where it can allow some others to make the plays.
4: all right chris defensively who do you like for the tigers it's time for Mr. Perkins to step up. I mean, you know, the good news is is Will Rogers is not a mobile quarterback, no. and if you guys want to throw the ball deep, that's just an extra couple seconds for Harold Perkins to get back there and, and create havoc. So, I, I really hope that's the game plan for y'all to throw it deep uh, versus the dink and dunk, because that's how you neutralize a guy like Harold Perkins from getting to the quarterback. Um, he, he's got he's got to step up. He was absent. Uh, against Florida State because, I mean, according to the the experts, he was uh, not playing in the right position, playing that middle linebacker position. And Brian Kelly has been very vocal about unleashing him and let him do Harold Perkins kind of thing. So if that's true, then then, then State should be very scared of that. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, John, what do you think?
3: Well, yeah, I was listening to Steven, and, but you know, he's saying the linebacker spring it every week. But if I remember last year's game, I thought we had Jet shadowing Daniels.
5: Which was a and mistake.
3: And he, it was a mistake. So why not use the other linebacker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I think it's Voki. Uh,
0: you know I'm what? A- if, 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 if- if I was going to shadow Daniels, mm-hmm. I would put Sean Preston on him. I just I don't think yeah, Austin, the yeah DD up there yeah. And, and Preston likes to bring the uh, bring or the can, thunder
1: or a young guy like John Lewis who we know is yeah. the most athletic and and quickest linebacker. I mean you can't put Jet Johnson out there. That's that's a huge mistake yeah, in favor. I, 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 I
0: don't think Watson can shadow. I don't know him that
1: he can either. Yeah, yeah he, I agree. But we'll you see. don't
0: think so? I, mean, really, I think he's there's quicker, so much speed he's quicker than Jet.
1: He's he's quicker than Jet, but he's not quicker than Jaden Daniels is the issue. Right. That's right. some real I understand, speed. I think. But
3: I, you know, but I think of that, you know, there's solid he's a solid linebacker, a leader on defense yeah, and I'll so know. forth. That's the guy I'd go with and just say, hey, you know, if it's not him shadowing uh Daniels, then you know the play, you know, uh in his normal role is gonna be huge for State.
1: Yeah. Marty, who do you like for the Tigers defensively?
2: I was gonna say Harold Perkins, but I'm gonna add I'm gonna go another direction. Okay. I uh I, I would say Denver Harris. Okay. Denver Harris is a five star cornerback that you know, he LSU recruited him very hard. He went to AM, obviously transferred out of AM. He has some issues, off the field issues. Um he he played last week for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um he didn't play terribly well, but he needs to have a breakout game. He mm-hmm. needs to. Ba- we need. We you know. We need at least one of our cornerbacks to be sort of a lockdown corner, and, uh, he, and he's really the guy that uh, LSU thought would be that person. And so, is I, he I,
4: even started, Marty?
2: I think he started the Grambling game.
4: He but, did. Okay. Yeah, he, he started the Grambling, Grambling
2: game. Yeah, and that of course they scored a touchdown over him, but but he. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah.
2: I mean, the, you know, he had good coverage. The problem with the LSU quarterbacks, uh, at least that first quarter, was they would have, they would have good coverage, but they wouldn't go find the ball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they, and, you know, Grambling made some good catches, but Denver Harris really needs to, needs to step up. He's, he's, he's the guy that will help solve our, our, uh, secondary issues.
4: Den- Denver Harris is to the defense what John Emory is to the offense. He, you know, he may not play much and he may not contribute, but you know, when he gets his opportunity, he needs to shine and then and, and start getting, making more of an impact to the offensive side. So that's why I said John Emery. So that's, that's kind of a similar, uh, thought yeah. process on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, two five star guys who have not really made that big impression yet for LSU, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, Steven went with the defensive line. Um, John goes with the linebacker. I'm going to go into the secondary. I thought last year one of the, the problems State has is you know they they had trouble with Malik Neighbors. He had a big game in this one. DeCamry and Richardson is going to have to be get the task of covering him. One thing I've noticed thus far, and maybe it's just because it's two games, is you know State last year they called a lot of defenses that ended up with safeties and man coverage. And I there was a big touchdown that Malik Neighbors scored. He's covered by a safety. I think State has sort of gotten away from that. Uh, with Matt Brock calling the defense. So that means the Cameron Richardson is going to have that responsibility a lot of locking up on the best receiver. He's going to have to show up uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, then we do one more. We call it the X factor. That's the player, not necessarily offensive or defensive player of the game. Somebody you could just see making a big play in this game that makes a big difference. So, uh, Marty, I can see you're struggling already. Who do you got
2: for LSU? Some guy who you wouldn't expect to make a big play. Is that what
4: this is supposed to be you about? Could,
1: you could, you, you might expect them to make a big play, but they're not necessarily going to have the best game, but they will make a big play.
4: Um, and if it's Garrett Nussmeyer, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about him. You know, Shane if, if Daniels got hurt.
2: He had to make a big play. Yeah. Um, I think I think for me, um, probably the X factor would probably be Mason Taylor. Okay. Uh, mainly because again, like say Jaden Daniels, it's sort of his security blanket. And so he, Jaden Daniels needs to, you know, he Mason Taylor needs to be a guy that Jaden Daniels can depend on to get the to move the chains to get the first down. Um, he may not have many catches, but he needs to have those critical ones to keep drives
3: going.
1: All right, John for state, who's the next factor?
3: I got two in my head right now. Yeah, so I'm gonna say say both of them. All right, Zayion because of all the drama last year in the offseason,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, being being teased, uh, you know, being courted by LSU. And so forth, uh, you know. It could tampering. Be, is he is? Yeah, he's tampering. Exactly. That's how they roll. But they, um, you know, it's not going to affect him. Is he going to be hyped for the game and play play well as we expect him to, or is it not? And then it was Mike Wright.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, yeah, how how is Barbade going to utilize Mike Wright, and can we put that pressure on LSU's defense in certain situations and packages that? Um, uh, in series you know I hate to say this you remember back in back in the day with Cheryl coach he'd always put the number two quarterback yeah. in like the first third, series in the third in the, series uh, or something yeah yeah uh, yeah, third series and so forth why not why not you know and, and get Mike Wright into the flow of the game somewhat and have him have consecutive plays because uh, did I name sure even in against Southeast Louisiana did he have you never had two or three plays in a row. Not until he, had, not
1: until late in the game when they had pulled Rodgers. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I feel like when Wright comes in, everybody's looking at him. You got to leave him on the field for a few plays to you know, so you, people just don't automatically assume he's getting the football.
3: Chris, and give maybe me another, let him throw the ball. Yeah, and maybe Chris, let see if he can do something.
1: Yeah,
4: so. Chris, give me another tiger. Yeah, I, I think offensively we're, we're still okay. I, I know we kind of sputtered a little bit in the second half against Florida State. So I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm hoping it's Mason Smith. But let's see him make some big plays and, and cause havoc in that, that Mississippi State backfield on the run game and the passing on the pass rush. And, and you know, it's, it's time for him to step up. He's been out for a full year. He's another guy that's uh, come to LSU with high expectations, and it's time to, to live up to that reputation. So I'm going to go with Mason Smith kind of interesting. Both teams' best
1: defensive linemen didn't play in this game last year. Mason Smith was out for LSU. Jaden Crumity was out for Mississippi State. They'll both be on the field uh, Saturday. Steven, who do you have?
0: Uh, John took mine with Mike Wright, but I'm going to go, I guess, with another one. And he has okay. yet to make a play on special teams this year, but let's go with mm-hmm. Uh taking one back to the house. And this will be, you know, just that could be something that happens. He, he, he is a, He might be the most electric player that we've had. Long time. I'm a very long time when yeah. the ball is in his hands. It's it, there's a very good opportunity at, at six. I see, and I see what
1: uh, Marty did there too. I see what you did, Marty.
0: What did he do? Yeah, he, he
1: changed his uh, he I changed, changed it back. His name to 42 right. to three. <laughs> <laughs> typical Marty prediction. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Steven. That's why I'm going to go Xavier Thomas. If you remember last year in this game, he had a couple of punt returns where he nearly broke him out, broke free, and scored a touchdown. Was able to, you know, LSU did a good job of being able to make some last-ditch tackles on him. Tulu in this game also had a long kickoff return that was called back on a on a penalty. So special teams could be very big for Mississippi State in this one. So I'll go Xavier
4: hey, Tulu. Hey Brian, yeah. I, I got a question for you. What player do you most fear from LSU in this game? Uh Daniels.
1: And there's no question okay. to me. Just, just what he was able yeah. to do last year running the football, that's what was the difference in the game. Once he got his legs underneath him and started making plays outside of the pocket, State just didn't have an answer for that. You know, and then it, it, even then State had the lead but it felt like LSU had the momentum, and then when State fumbled the punt, the game was just over at that yeah. point. Yeah, once LSU. Yeah, should-
4: I, I, I guess I'm just asking you because I haven't watched State play this year, so I come don't on. know what their weaknesses are and strengths are at all going into. You this couple, game. you come on this show unprepared. What's
1: up with that? Come on,
4: Chris. man! I, I tell you, I got my I got my heart right. I was at a men's retreat this week. I mean, I didn't watch. <laughs> one college football game this weekend which is crazy that, no. but I, I was in a good place so, so I went to a men's retreat uh, there better be a TV that's all I'm, that's all I'm retreating to do.
0: so that's where that picture came <laughs> from I'm just
1: kidding <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> no the one Steven, you Steven I wasn't going I was
3: going to touch that no one's going to touch it no 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 all right
1: Let's t- let's do predictions here. Our predictions oh. this time are brought to you by our friends at Our Lady of the Lake Hospital. If you ever <laughs> want to support the Tigers, please send your children to Our Lady of the Lake H- Hospital. They will take care of the kids and take care of the Tigers at Our Lady of the Lake in Baton Rouge.
0: LSU's number one NIL supporter. <laughs> <Our Lady laughs> the That's supporting. right.
1: <laughs> what, I don't even know what it's called. What is the LSU NIL collective called? Do you know? I know I know is a it, big donor. Is it
2: Bayou Traditions? Why, again, like I don't know. I'm asking I you. I'm not sure.
1: You, you and Chris, I'm sure, are the top tier donors for the. Uh, yeah,
4: you you act like we contribute to that nil fund. Yeah, you, you should be. We, it's the only we, way to we, win. We we pass on knowledge, not not money.
1: All right, this is not a great slate in the SEC. Do we want no, to do this, not. or do we just want to stick to state
4: and LSU? I'll let y'all pick. But let's pick let's pick some ex- good games this weekend. Not just SEC. Are there any? Well, let me get the whole the top twenty five matchups. There are no, who's Dion playing this weekend? They have Colorado. Colorado State. State. I'll take Colorado. I, I, I,
1: <laughs> there are no there are no games this weekend between uh, ranked teams. No. Wow. I know that that seems well. A where, big, where, there's,
2: there's Tennessee, Florida this weekend. That's that's ranked. Though.
1: That, not not rain. Rain, but
2: I'm saying that's a big game, you know. Right. From, so let's just,
1: let's just yeah. stay in the conference. We'll just keep it easy. Um, Kansas State at Missouri. Kansas State, the defending Big 12 champions, they walloped Missouri a year ago. Marty, I think you'll probably predict the Wildcats here, correct?
2: Yeah, I think Missouri last week barely beat middle Tennessee they
1: did. State. They did. It was 23
2: 19. I don't
3: think there's any chance
2: here.
1: All right, John?
3: I don't. I have no idea, man. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> he I picks know, Kansas I know State. Thing. Yeah. Kansas State, Kansas
4: State. All right, Chris, this is getting off to a, a very good start. I have no idea. No, so K- Kansas State is going to beat State Missouri. Fifteenth in the country. Yeah, Kansas State's I mean, a solid team, and they yeah. might be the only team on the uh, the schedule for Texas that could beat them.
1: That's true.
4: Very Oklahoma, true. possibly, but I don't see Oklahoma beating Texas this year. But I do see Kansas State always gives Texas fits. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, Mizzou's weekend against them. So I'm going, even though they are playing at Mizzou, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I'm still gonna stick with Kansas State. Steven,
0: I'll take Kansas State. I yeah. mean, it's, Missouri has not been impressive this year yeah. for the two games that have, of, of the five uh-huh. minutes I've watched them.
1: Yeah, I will, I will go with Kansas State as well. We'll stick to just the power five games here. Uh, South Carolina travels to the number one team in the country, the two time defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. This is a game that in years past, there have been some interesting upsets where South Carolina is able to win, but this year I just don't see it. John, I assume you'll go with the Bulldogs, the other Bulldogs.
3: Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, I don't care. I, I mean, how? What is? What's? The, what's the uh, spread on this one? You know, be six and a, half. 20, 26 and a half, Yep. It might as well be forty-six. <laughs> it's going to be. I terrible. am
1: interested to see South Carolina, considering State plays them next weekend. So we'll see how
3: that goes. Chris, I want Georgia to beat them. Into the ground, so their their soul is taken. Oof, that's true. We can take that, get that road SEC win the next weekend.
4: Sounds good. What do you say, uh, Chris? Georgia, Georgia's second toughest regular season game, and they're a twenty six and a half point favorite. That's true. What does that say about Georgia's schedule? I Um,
1: always have to defend Georgia. They were supposed to play Oklahoma this year. They were. I I
4: think it was stupid they didn't play it. I mean, I don't understand why they canceled that, but. uh, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Georgia. I uh, mm-hmm. hope it's a close game uh, because I must I love Spencer Rattler. Do you? Okay. I know I'm I'm kind of kidding there. Okay. But he, he but he does he does. Uh, you just never know which Spencer Rattler you're gonna get. Now, if he if he gets if you get the Spencer Rattler again of uh, Tennessee and and uh, Clemson's game, it could make it interesting. And Georgia last year this time of year, if you recall, they struggled against Missouri. So. You know, the the problem when playing cupcakes is Georgia may not be ready for a tough game. You just never know how it's going to turn out, but I'm not dumb enough to pick against them.
1: Find out in the first week in December when they play a tough game, I guess. Uh, Steven, Georgia?
4: Yeah,
0: I'll take Georgia, but Georgia to me has been equally as unimpressive as Mississippi State so far this season.
1: They have not Uh, been great, yeah.
0: They they struggled in both of their games. Again, in the second half, they poured it on, but in the first half, I think I forgot what the score... I know in the first game... It was it was like fourteen.
1: It was I think twenty-seven. I think it was twenty to seven, same as Mississippi State.
0: It, it was fourteen to seven with under five minutes left in the first half. Yeah, in that first game. In the second game, I think they were struggling as well. But I mean, Georgia's, again—they're just more talented. I don't know if they'll cover, but I think they'll win.
1: Yeah, uh, Marty, Georgia.
2: Yeah, I will go to Georgia. I mean, the uh, South Carolina. I mean, they—they they played the first half against North Carolina was pretty close. I think yeah. it was, they were—they were down by three. So I, I, I'm not clear. I'm not, I don't know if the spread is that should be that high. I, I don't know if they're that bad. Uh, that's the only thing mm-hmm. I, I would. But I, I, just, I can't see them beating Georgia though.
1: Thirty-eight, ten covers. So I mean, that's that yeah. like a very reasonable score in, the, in this game. Uh, Marty already mentioned this. Used to be the, the game of the year every year in the SEC. Now it's not. But Tennessee travels down to Florida. We'll start with Chris. What do you think is going to happen down in the swamp? <laughs>
4: I mean, Florida looks terrible. They do. I, I, I mean, I know it's one game against Utah, and and they, they can they can turn it around. But I, I just don't see how they're going to win any SEC game but Vanderbilt, and even then, that's in that question probably. But uh, so I'm going with Tennessee balls big. All right, Steven?
0: I'll take Tennessee as well. Uh, Florida, who played again Utah, like Chris said, that first week, Utah struggled against Baylor with a with essentially a starting freshman mississippi state transfer as qb and they struggled mightily and if florida couldn't couldn't uh take care of utah even on the road there's just not a good team and billy napier will probably be fired maybe after this year
2: uh marty i'm gonna shock everyone i'm yeah. gonna go with the gators in the swamp
1: Ooh, big upset mm.
2: yeah i, like I mean here, here's what i don't like tennessee last week struggled with austin p they did I mean, they were only. I think they were up seven points at halftime mm-hmm. with Austin P. And I'm just not sold on Joe Milton. He's, uh, you know, he's he's I'm not he's got a good He's got a good arm, but he's not very accurate. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. And uh, you know, the question is, does you know, Florida played McNeese State? I think yeah, bit they did. last week, and they they played reasonably well. But McNeese State isn't very good, but but still, that I mean it, they looked at least it looked a lot better. At least in terms of how they were running their offense and stuff, Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they happened against happened to them against Utah. So I I just think this could be a game where you know it's in the swamp. Um, I'm not sure if it's a late game or not, but uh, six
1: o'clock kickoff.
2: It's six o'clock. It's a late game in the swamp. You know uh, they'll have their fans will be riled up. Uh, You know, like I said, I don't think Tennessee's as good. I think this could be the upset special of the week.
3: All right, John. Yeah, I agree with Marty. I agree with Marty. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Florida. Confident in that? No, but I think <laughs> playing in Florida, playing at that time of day, there—that's a nasty place to go play. Mm-hmm. Fans who kind of uh, have have uh, have an attitude. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and I do think Billy Napier—I can't even believe I'm about to say this—he has something to prove, and this could be the game to help turn the direction of the program. You know, this could be one of them. If it doesn't, if they lose this or get and get skull dragged, and so I like Chris was saying they could lose the, you know, who knows, they could lose the Vanderbilt. He won't make it to the end of the season.
1: No, no doubt. So, All right. Uh two more to go before we get to the the big one here. Georgia Tech is at Ole Miss 630 kickoff in Oxford. Ole Miss is a 20 point favorite in this one. Steven, I, I mean, I think Ole Miss is going to win, but that's a lot of points for a team that struggled with Tulane last week.
0: Yeah, I think they'll cover, but I, I, I do think do. it's. I know, excuse me, they will not cover, but I think okay. Ole Miss will win. I'm, I'm yeah. in
5: agreement with you. I'm, I'm I, with you on that.
0: Ole Miss was weak. I thought. Uh, yeah, along the, oh yeah, along along the lines, and yeah. um, I hope they lose. <laughs> Just that simple. But we we'll are a see.
1: podcast based on honesty, uh, Marty. What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll probably take Ole Miss at home. I yeah. mean, Georgia Tech's only lost. I think it was Louisville. They lost yeah. barely to them, but the probably is, I just don't know how good Georgia Tech really is. You know, yeah. it's hard to tell. They play. I forgot they played last week, but they they beat them pretty good. I mean, Ole, Ole Miss. I don't have a lot of confidence in Ole Miss anymore. I mean, Tulane didn't even have their starting quarterback. Yeah, and Tulane was down what seven with two minutes to go. Yeah, I know the score ended up thirty-seven to twenty or something like that, but okay, they uh, were only down. Yeah,
1: yeah. At the turnover there at the end, where yeah, that's right. Six it was, just, it was. Yeah. yeah, but
2: I mean, they were they were they they were down with the ball. I think mm-hmm. uh, down a touchdown, and they could have they could have won the game, you know, yeah. with their backup quarterback. So, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia Tech plays them well, but we'll see.
5: All right, John, who's on
3: this plan? Georgia Tech, them. That's <laughs> who I'm picking to win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, that's, 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 that's the that's spirit. I know your, your dad would be proud yes. of him Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yes.
4: That's all I got to say. You got the rebels. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, Tulane is not a bad team boys. I They're mean, terrible. I, I, I know. I mean, they won, they beat USC last year and, and okay. I understand the quarterbacks out, but I mean, you got to respect the team that, that, that had a season they had and, and beat USC. So, uh, I, I don't think, uh, you can judge Ole Miss just, off barely beaten Tulane. Georgia Tech has been god awful for years. Yeah. How can I go against a school that where one of my brothers provided so much tuition money to? And, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's just a disservice to him. So I'm, I'm going to go with Old Miss. He's here.
1: looking around like, who are we talking He's about?
4: He's practically a booster.
1: <laughs> he is uh-huh. a booster.
4: NIL contributor to Old Miss. That's for nah. sure. I, I officially never
3: pinned a check that said the University of Mississippi. It was all <laughs> ACH. Electronic transfer.
1: That's payments. how they prefer it. Like yes no, that's they don't how they want got to, be it able to trace anything. They don't want to leave a paper trail, so we got them in trouble with freeze. <laughs> All right. Well,
3: I just fell right into their trap.
1: Yeah. Uh, one more Power Five game, and it's it's a Power Five game this year now uh, with BYU going to Arkansas. Uh, the Hogs won in Fayetteville last year. BYU is off to a sort of a weird start. They they won their first game against. Uh, I forget who it was. It was only like fourteen to not It was
2: Sam Houston.
1: Sam Houston, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. They they beat up on an FCS team last week, but Arkansas hasn't been very impressive. And I don't know if Raheem Sanders is back this week. Marty, what do you got for us?
2: Um, I I I I, I think Arkansas is probably going to win. They're at home. Yeah. And I, I said, BYU only being Sam Houston five two touchdowns is. Not <laughs> Sam yeah. Houston's not very good. It's like was like, almost like rambling in a way. So yeah, I just I just well, can't who, play
4: who, Arkansas. Who did, Ar- who did Arkansas play last weekend? Didn't they barely win?
1: Kent State. They won twenty eight yep. to six, but I mean they struggled in that game. They yep. struggled.
4: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember. It wasn't a very good team. Yeah. John, taking the Hogs? Yeah, I'll take the Hogs. I mean, yeah. I'll
3: be a homer and be an SEC homer and, and, and shut Can- Danny Canell up a little bit. <laughs> Chris, so tired.
4: Right, Razorbacks? Yeah, they're playing at home too. I don't think BYU can handle the heat. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Arkansas. All
0: right. Uh, Steven? Same. I'll take Arkansas to cover. Same here. Hey, All man,
4: right. Brian, before we go to the, the big game, do
1: you have a mascot head? You're sort of the corso with this group. Do
4: I have a mascot head? you have head? the mascot? Are you going to put the tiger head on? I, I do have a tiger head upstairs. You want me to go get it? Oh, no, don't Nobody go can get see it. it. No. no, God, no. <laughs> but, but the question I have for the group now, now that we've had. Uh, some interesting losses in the SEC mm-hmm. you, you picked LSU to win the West I did before the season mm-hmm. and I I've got a little more hope now yeah after this past weekend what is everybody's thoughts on the on the SEC and the SEC West you know specifically
1: it's 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 both wide open and yet it isn't right LSU or Alabama will still win the West I don't think there's mm-hmm. any question in my mind mm-hmm. about that but at the same time everybody's gettable like if I if in a few weeks LSU when they travel to Ole Miss or they this game this weekend and they lose it's not the most surprising thing in the world. If Alabama were to lose a game along the way here another game it's not the most surprising thing in the world. Nobody is dominant this year and it it kind of reminds me of the East like when Florida won it under McElwain. It and just like somebody had to win the East but there wasn't a team that was just head and shoulders better than everyone.
3: Or any year Missouri right. won the East.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. You know, Until Alabama makes a change at quarterback, I think. Once they do, I, I just don't – I don't know what made them say, hey, Milroy's the guy that – That's that, the that, scary that
4: would... thing, though. What if he is the best of that group? Gosh,
0: I mean well, – We're,
4: we're going to find out this week and who their next quarterback is. They're going to play about all three of them. I they got to play all but, three of them in this. But, uh, well, if they make
2: going to say the question is, be who, would be your, who would be your dark horse team to win the SEC West?
1: Mississippi it's
2: not State, LSU, Alabama. Who is who? Do you think has most probable to win? I would have said A
1: M before Saturday, but yeah, in Miami like that, I can't say that. Yeah. I can't but say I that. why you. not
3: Mississippi State? It's, why not it's Mississippi State? State, it's it's State all. Ole Miss.
2: And I think it's all. I, I think it's. I, I would have probably put my money on Ole Miss. How dare you? No, I know. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but when you know,
1: Memo and Pap all hear about this,
2: yeah, so much trouble. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about putting money down. You're not gonna get it, not, you don't
1: get it. You don't get where it, your loyalties are.
2: I mean, if you asked me before the season started, yeah. I would have said maybe Auburn, because oh, I, I, no, sort of no. no. I sort of think I sort of think Hugh Freeze is a really good football. He's coach. He's a really good coach, but he, he, he has questionable lost, recruiting is... tactics. But you know, if well, he, he doesn't have he a quarterback, that's what wins that's the games.
0: Thing. Huh? Getting
1: players that's what wins games. Questionable yeah. recruiting tactics, but so the, so here, here right now is not ready to win. He doesn't
2: have a good quarterback. That's nah. the thing I've learned so far. That's yeah. the that's the reason why I can't he can't win it this year. Yeah.
4: Here are my thoughts. I thought LSU's was in deep trouble after watching Florida State. And that's mm-hmm. in our our secondary. We've already talked about this. Right. But Florida State is damn good. They're really good. They, they are loaded. And, you know, I don't know how good Texas is. I, I, have, I have that game tape Marty. I haven't even watched it yet with Alabama. But, um, you know, looking at how, you know, Texas a and losing to Miami, I mean, is a good coach. I, I think he's kind of proving himself now in his second year. But I had no idea A&M would give up 48. Nice. Against Miami, that's just crazy. Brutal. And so J- Jimbo is definitely uh, on the hot seat. But um, I-, I still, if I was to pick today, I'm hopeful LSU is the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got to get our secondary figured out if we're going to win this, or we're going. To, it's going to be a long year. I mean, Florida State's
2: different? going to end the year undefeated in the and in the College Football Playoff. I, I no, think you're. There's right. no one left in their schedule. Clemson looks terrible. Yeah, so they, they you know, they should go undefeated. So. They should go undefeated, and they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. So that say, by the end of the year, that loss isn't going to look so bad. You know, LSU it look was bad now. in my It play. doesn't look bad. I mean, LSU was competitive. Was yeah. yeah. yeah, the way they Yeah, yeah, the way they lost. They, they, they collapsed in the yeah. fourth quarter because of a bad turnover, and everything went crazy. Yeah. But, right. but they had the in. ball driving, and they they just blew, blew it.
1: Let's get into it then. Mississippi State, LSU, the number fourteen ranked LSU, eleven a.m. at Davis Wade Stadium. Uh, the last game in this series that has gone back, I think this is the, you have to go back to, I think to 52 is the last time State and LSU did not play each other. I don't know if Marty was at that game or not. Uh, so, so, I mean, it's, it, it this is a long standing SEC rivalry. I think this is State's second most played rivalry behind the uh, only Ole Miss is ahead of it. Um, so, We'll see how it goes in this final rendition. Of course I say that they'll probably play each other again in twenty five. We'll see how it goes. Marty, are you gonna say forty two to three?
2: No, I'm not gonna say forty two to three. All right, forty five to six. Here we go. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) know. I what I I think my concern is LSU's past defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm I'm nervous that you know they uh, it won't it won't improve enough to keep you know to keep Mississippi State from scoring. So uh, you know the the biggest problem for LSU I think is their pass rush. I think the the stat that I I, uh, I think I told Chris this was that uh, I think through through two games that includes Grambling they have one sack and three I think it's three or four quarterback hurries and mm-hmm. they all come from the defensive tackle position. So nothing from the edge, nothing from the linebackers. And so that's that's a big problem. And if they can't solve that problem, you know, teams teams are gonna be able to pass on LSU. So I, I think they're you know, I, I think Mississippi State will score some points. Uh but uh I think it'll, I'm sort of thinking there might be a similar score as last year. I don't know if it'll play out the same way, but I'm thinking it'll be something like 35 seventeen. Okay. Uh John, what do you got?
3: Well, of course I disagree with Marty. Okay. Uh, you know, I think his logic is is and not well thought through so the, the you know no honestly I, I, I agree for those you know with what he was saying but in favor of mississippi state you know state will rogers for even in the last game was accurate i mean both both of, of the first two games he has been accurate just his attempts were down against uh, against arizona if the offensive line can give Will time – and Will's um, pocket presence is a little bit better than it has been in the past, I think Mississippi State will beat uh, LSU, and I believe the score will be like 31-24. to 24.
1: All right.
4: Chris? Well, when it comes to logic, I never think of John Peter Augusta Delli. So, uh, <laughs> you could throw that reasoning out. Ah. Here's good the thing. Mar- Mar- Marty's right. The, we have to defend the pass. Harold Perkins going to the outside and having Mason Smith back will hopefully cure that to help relieve a weak secondary.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We cannot have Mike Leach repeat of that first year in this game. And that is – going through my head a little bit. Are we going to give up 300, yards? The one thing I have heard is Will Rogers has not been real happy about how many pass attempts he's getting per game. And that may change Saturday, but uh, uh, that, that's going to be the key to the game. Is, is Can Mississippi State throw on LSU? I'm hoping our pass rush will be there, and I'm going to go with LSU 41, Mississippi State 24. All right. Wrong. <laughs> Steven
0: to uh, be honest—I just haven't been impressed with the way State has played the first couple of weeks. No, uh, it—you know, like John said, you, you hope that your, your your improvement happens between the first and second week. And again, I thought we played well enough defensively. You know, how many turnovers did we cause last week? Five. You know, we we had five. It was at four in the first half or three. I can't remember.
5: It was four um, in the first half.
0: It was four in the first half, and we're up fourteen to seven.
5: Yeah
0: you know so offensively it was it was a head scratcher of how we approached the game I, I just didn't get what we were doing so you know unless we we make a complete turnaround which i'm not 100% buying uh i i just don't see state winning i want them to win so bad uh but the, the biggest thing i think to stay ahead of schedule is to win next week in columbia mm-hmm. and then if we can beat alabama you know that that's a plus obviously i don't expect it you
5: think? so just yeah.
0: Yeah, so if, if we, uh, I don't see us winning. So I, I think LSU probably thirty to twenty is, is is my guess. And then we have to win the following week in Columbia. I thought so, I would so Brian. Driving. Brian,
3: let me ask. And that is logic. Steven that quick. is logic, Stephen. Stephen. So yeah. you're saying, based on your comments, that you believe we have a better chance of beating Bama than we no. do LSU. No, I'm just okay.
0: saying it's about yours. Know, it's I'm saying as far as staying ahead of schedule with what I think the team can be this year, mm-hmm. you have to be uh, South Carolina. I got you.
3: I, yeah, Go I agree with that. I thought you made a comment about State being possibly in Alabama.
4: Here's what I will say to you Mississippi State guys. I think you're catching LSU at a good time. I agree. I thought that
1: last year, too. And and
4: yeah. you saw well, it. And you did. Yeah. You got LSU at a great time last year, and you blew it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you you know, totally not us. You're not, not, wrong. Us and, you're not and wrong.
4: You let that game get away from you. So yeah. – I mean, th- this game is is, is is perfectly placed for Mississippi State to upset LSU mm-hmm. and, and catch us while we're down because I do think if St- if LSU wins this game, they'll continue to get better. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just I, Actually,
2: I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that because, again, I think LSU is desperate. If LSU had beaten Florida State, this would have been a perfect trap game. Yeah. But LSU now is, has their back yeah, They're them. definitely
1: – but, but sometimes yeah. when you're desperate, you, you do things that, that make you desperate. So we'll, we'll see. How that goes. I thought I was going to be the only state guy on here to pick LSU to win. I thought Steven's uh, emotions would overcome his logic. Uh, but I, I definitely agree. <laughs> I, I I first off, and maybe my emotions play a part in it too, because I very rarely will pick Mississippi State to beat LSU uh in anything. We just lost Stephen. What happened there? I'm sure he'll come back. Uh
4: it's, I, not, I, it's not really a loss.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the average weight of the the the, the group <laughs> went down though, big time. Yeah. Um I think LSU is just a better football team and i think they're going to have trouble contain state will have trouble containing uh jaden daniels uh from staying in the pocket i think he'll 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 make plays with his feet and also he'll scramble and ma- and make plays down the field i'm worried about lsu's receivers versus his mississippi state secondary so uh, i have the tigers winning this one as well 31-17 is my final score uh for this one all right that's not all for the podcast as you know we will now adjourn into executive session with Stephen and I, as we welcome Peter Burns of the SEC Network, Chris's best friend in the world. We want Peter. We want Peter. We go now. Algorithm. Algorithm. To to Peter Burns in the People's segment. All right, before we get into the People's segment, let's move on into that, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that Beef It's what's for dinner. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill, guys. If you're tailgating this weekend, throw some beef on the grill. And if you're looking for recipes, they've got them at msbeef.org. Talk to your butchers in your local meat market, guys. They've got great specials. They've got great cuts. And it's all right there for you. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. This weekend, it's going to be a great time to go to Two Brothers. Great weather, so sitting outside on the patio, enjoying some food, enjoying a cold beverage, watching some college football. Man, it's just going to be a good time. Get there early if you're looking for a seat after the game, and you won't be disappointed with the good times that you have. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Guys, they know how to take care of their customers, and 48 years of keeping their doors open, that's what proves it to you. If you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems today. And if you need service, then you call the same number. You talk to the same people, and they're going to take care of you a lot of times on the same day. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue's Collegiate Collection is where you need to get your next polo or pullover from. They have an incredible selection of Mississippi State polos, maroon and white, and they have got you taken care of with great name brands and the logos that you want. So if you haven't already... Look online at therogue.com and check out their collegiate collection. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. We go now to the People's segment with the SEC Network's Peter Burns. All right, welcoming in to the People's segment, as we do every year from the SEC Network, our good friend Peter Burns has joined us. Peter, I hope, I'm hope i going to go ahead and get you on the record before we start this, this interview. No mm-hmm. Mississippi State LSU next year. You will still come on this podcast at least once, though, right?
5: Absolutely not. No, this will be the oh. last time. Thank God I will ever have to do that. I'm just kidding. Um, no, this has got to be an annual thing. I mean, All even, right. you know, either we uh, are pulling for each other or, or you know, wishing the world against each other. Like, that. how many years have we done this now? I mean, I feel like it's been at least This is at least seven, five, I think. It's, it five, yeah, six or yeah. seven.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's something um, like that.
5: It's fun, man, and, and, and that's one of the things that's, it's weird because you know we keep talking about like East and West and stuff like that. I keep having to pinch myself, going, "Hey, remember this is the last year we're going to be talking about an SEC West and an SEC East." And I think it kind of stinks, right? Like because I always thought like I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the the entire uh, kind of race within the race in the SEC when it came to divisions. So um, the fact that we don't have this damn good rivalry um, every single year is—I kind of, don't know bums me out a little bit. But yes, yes, we will. Long winded way is saying we're making this happen every year. So
1: very good, very good. I just wanted to be <clears throat> sure because you, you never know with the way the SEC works. You know, next thing I know, I look up and you're on some some Texas A&M or, or Arkansas podcast, and I'm just I'm just out in the cold.
5: I so. would never cheat on you. I would never uh, cheat on you. Now, Chris, now maybe, but I'll. I'll well, we're know, looking I'll next
1: do. year. So here's our deal. You know, we have all of the brothers on. And one of them, Marty, who is an LSU fan, he also got his his doctorate from Texas. Yeah, so we're thinking about doing this for Texas next year, which would eliminate Chris, which I we think is our best case scenario.
5: Well, I think that's a win for everybody when you think about it. I mean, we, we, we heard
1: know. that he was uh, he was stalking you in Omaha. By the way,
5: um, I can't confirm or deny that, but the restraining order and just the lawyers have advised me not to talk about.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
5: You know, who 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 shall not be named, yes. you put it that way.
1: Let's jump into football. I think these are two teams that don't have any clue what they are just yet. Do you, do you agree <laughs> or not?
5: Yeah, I mean, again, from a fan base, um, I almost feel like I know more about State than I do LSU right now, right? I mean, I feel for State, like, I know defensively they're going to be really solid. I mean, Jet was incredible. The, big, the middle of that defense, I think, is really strong. And I think that they're trying to find, you know, like I, I I, said, Mississippi State's offense right now is like when you go into the shower at a hotel and you don't know how the knobs work really well as far as like, hey, this is too hot, too cold or whatever. And you start just kind of going all the, all over the map to try to figure it out just right. Like, that's what I feel like Barbet's offense has been right now. and Like, I think they know that they can throw the ball with Will, but they're trying to develop and see how much they can trust a running game. And it's almost like, they put the faucet a little bit too far, and I think that's more balanced this week. For LSU, I have no effing idea. I really don't. Like I it's that's why it's so exciting to be an LSU fan every single year, is because you legitimately have no idea what to expect. Like it's boring to be a Georgia fan right now. Okay. You know what to expect. It's it was boring for a decade to be an Alabama fan because you knew what to expect. For LSU, it's like four loco, Adderall, candy cigarettes. You have no idea what's about to happen and it's it's a hell of a ride.
0: Peter, if you were offensive coordinator for Mississippi State, how would you use Mike Wright?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, if for no other reason, I think you you provide a, a little bit of a wiggle. And they have did that. I know in, in game one, not so much in game two, but, you know, put him in an opportunity, especially some red zone situations. Um, and I think it's a matter of just giving a different look. Um, you go back and look at how LSU was scared. Um, I mean, just... Uh, unbelievably scared of Jordan Travis, and rightfully so over at FSU. So, what it did was it neutralized Harold Perkins because they used him as a spy. So, I, I almost think that if at some point at this in this game, if LSU really starts teeing off with Makai Wingo, uh, with Mason Smith, and then with Perkins on Will, and they're struggling, I think honestly you got to You got to think about trying to put right in a little bit more package and kind of you, and that was going to force. Uh, LSU to use Perkins a little bit more as a spy. So um, I love Mike Wright, man. I remember when he was our at Vanderbilt. I just loved the kid. I loved his athleticism. I remember he went for like 400 yards and four touchdowns against Hawaii. And so I think he has to play a role. But, I mean, Will Rogers is, is so damn good. It's just more of kind of a sprinkle here and there.
1: The other quarterback, Jaden Danny, his ability to run the football was a big reason LSU was able to beat Mississippi State a season ago. No. Did what you see from saw from State Saturday night and, and their inability to contain Jaden Delore for Arizona, does that give you some pause about what they're going to be able to do against Jaden Daniels?
5: No, yes and no. Like I'm a firm believer that it's good to be exposed somewhat early, right? Because, you know, at least now they understand, hey, this is this is what gave us fits. Right, like how, how do we how do we how do we make sure that a mobile quarterback doesn't crush us? Um, you know, and, and I think that's you know, the same thing for LSU right now. I think that they saw how how Will Rogers could probably take care of that secondary like FSU did in the second half of that game uh, and beat them deep. And I'm glad that they got exposed in that game early so they can address it. So um, I actually, in a weird way, there's some times where I'm just like, I rather get exposed in game one or game two. And that way a defensive coordinator knows exactly where the weak points are. And he's like, all right, how are we going to make those changes and those adjustments? And I I guarantee you, Zach, while he didn't like it, it's the greatest coachable win against Arizona. Because you can look at the tape and say, the tape looked like hell. But guess what? We found a way to grit out a victory, and now we know where our soft points are.
2: Yeah,
1: I say that all the time, that that coaches love a close win because it gives them something to gripe about, but they got the win.
5: I mean, like Bama would love these wins where it would be like 45 to 13 back in the day, but then like the other team would score with like 13 unanswered, and Saban would just be ballistic. Like, I mean, if we play like this, all right, we're not going to have a chance, all right? You know I mean? (laughs) Just go off. Um, But they got bigger fish to fry. I mean, the West guys is wide open right now. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen the SEC West feel like I could make the case, including for State, where pretty much every single team I say outside of Auburn could actually be in Atlanta this year. And I, that's, frankly, awesome in my mind.
0: Peter, where do you think what, – what did Zach Arnett learn in his first two weeks of being a head coach? What's the biggest takeaway? You know, I, it, it's a great question because um,
5: I think for Zach, it's more about the time efficiencies of that come with the head coach and how you manage your weeks as opposed to it is the X's and O's. Right, like, and you know, now that he's he is the dude there. I, you know, I remember Gene Chizik telling me he goes, "It wasn't until like the like, you know, midway, if not seventy five percent of the way through my first season, Chizik talking about it, that he felt comfortable about a game day." And so, I think there's still a lot with Zach where he's understanding, like, "Hey, all right, I got to the I got to the uh, you know f- football facility." Uh, too early or too late, or I want to have my meeting 30 minutes earlier in here. I want to have my my plays in there, too. So I think more of what he is learning right now as a head coach is actually the X's and O's of being a head coach, like the actual timing of it, as opposed to, like, the actual football play on, on the field, if that makes any sense.
1: When you look at this matchup, like I said, I, I feel like these are two teams that are trying to feel it out here in the first. It's like the opening rounds of a fight, which it, it really is. Sure, you're about early part of the the college football season, who has the better chance of landing a knockout blow early in this one?
5: Yeah, I still think it's LSU because uh, you know I think for LSU defensively, I think they have more more studs, more guys that they can make a make, make a, a point. And so I you know, I could see if there's a knockout blow, LSU gets the ball, they go down there and and score, which quiets the crowd all of a sudden. And then if Mason Smith or Harold Perkins, you know, forces Will into a bad throw or all of a sudden they get a turnover, this thing could this thing could pop off. Um as far as for LSU, I, I think that, you know, I saw that them make some changes on the offensive line. Uh, last week against Grambling, albeit against Grambling, but they were more aggressive running the ball, which is something they weren't able to do against a, a really fr- a good FSU front. And that's – I mean, State's got a good, decent-sized front as well too, right? Like, I- I'm really curious to see how much LSU tries to attack in between the tackles versus outside the tackles, right? Because I think for LSU, I think that they could have some, some perimeter game running uh, success I don't know if they can do it, if they're just going to try to run like power dive over and over and over again, like the old Les Miles toss sweep back in the day. So, um, I don't know. I, I will tell you this as an LSU fan, I'm sure as hell glad that that's an 11 AM kickoff and not a night kickoff in Davis Wade. Like, I just don't like that place is so freaking loud. And if you give, you give those, um, Stark villains, a, a, a full day of, um, you know, having a cocktail or a at uh, that place, I, I wouldn't trust LSU there at night.
4: Peter, hey, you carry
0: that SC banner on social media. You know, the SEC the first couple of weeks uh, hasn't been great. What do you think? Where do you think the conference is right now? He's showing the hat on, on the video. Yeah, he's like Rob, he's Rob Lowe the with the NFL right
1: hat. He's got the, he's got yeah, the SEC hat
0: <laughs> working. Brand. Yeah. Um,
5: <laughs> it's a, it's another good question. Like, I mean, your questions are so much better than Brian's today. It's unbelievable. Um yeah, so the the conference itself, I think, is at, at an interesting point where it looks not necessarily bad, but it looks normal, if that makes any sense, right? It looks like every other conference has, whether the Pac-12 or the ACC or the Big Ten over the last decade. It's just that the SEC is not used to this. So, you know, all of a sudden, it's kind of like a Von Drago gets punched and all of a sudden kind of, you know, taste the blood in his mouth a little bit. So, you know, I mean, all is not lost, right? I mean, Bama could run the table. LSU could run the table. Um, I mean, AM's still gonna be AM. They're they're, they're that's a struggle bus. Um, but, you know, and and you still have Georgia's number one team in the country. And so um to me, I think the biggest concern, and I said this on social media a couple of days ago, I don't think it's a quarterback play. I think it has a little bit to do with the transfer portal and guys saying I don't want to be second string, third string for an SEC school when I could start somewhere else that needs me. I think it's a big thing. And I think the secondaries for the big teams have been atrocious. You know, I go back and look at Texas just destroying Alabama's secondary, um, LSU getting destroyed by FSU in that second half, Miami just taking it to A&M's secondary. So I think it's the fact that the secondary play has been subpar that's really hurt this conference this year.
1: When you look at the SEC this year, for me, I mean, I picked LSU to go 11-1. and I had them losing the first one and then running the table. And that could still happen. But I don't feel like it's going to happen. I feel like everybody's – I think there's maybe another year where we have a uh, two-loss West champion.
5: It it, it wouldn't shock me, Ryan. And, and like, for me, I I look at it as, like, I actually feel better about LSU through two weeks of the season this year than I did LSU through two weeks of the season last year. Right. Like it's 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 weird to think, but they looked so inept last year in the first game, and it didn't look that much better in game two than I'm thinking, well, this is just kind of a lost year. It's gonna be seven and five, or you know, maybe, maybe eight and four, and then they win the West. And so I, I still think they're a better team top to bottom. Uh I just think that they ran into an opponent in FSU that's a legit college football playoff contender.
1: One more, and then we'll get you out of here. What is the thing Mississippi State has to do on Saturday to beat LSU?
5: Well, they can't turn the ball over at all. Like, I mean, that that's – I mean, I know that that's so damn cliche and I even hate even saying it in my mouth. But, like, I feel like an early turnover right now is just crushing because, you know, there's a lot of these kids, too, that have not had a chance to play a true road game, right? I mean, that's the one thing about the transfer portal. There's so many mercenaries now and, and young guys that are playing on these teams that want to play early – that, man, it's not like, hey, this is a third or fourth year or second trip down to Davis Wade so we know what to expect. There's guys are going to be out there like, dude, this Cowboy thing is legit and it's real. And so if LSU can neutralize that early, then it's just kind of roster versus roster. I still like LSU in that aspect of it. But I think it's like one of these 27, 24 type games with like an LSU like last second field goal uh, to win it. I mean, like everything we saw out of Zona and State, I feel like it's that game, but flips in favor for LSU down there uh, on Saturday.
1: We'll see what happens down here in Starkville. Just a couple, we're just hours away from it now at at this point. I know to it, Peter. You're always so generous with your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Appreciate it.
5: Yeah, as long as I'm not along with Chris. See you, boys. Thanks. Don't have to worry about that,
1: (laughs) Peter Burns from the SEC Network. Cuz, thank you again for joining me here on the podcast. We'll do it next year.
0: Maybe in some, in some capacity, maybe we'll see. For hey, Stephen Agustinelli, yeah, one last thing. Go if the fans ask for it, I'll do. Yeah, it. of course. Peter said I was the more professional questioner today. So I mean, it's, yeah. I might be taken over. You know, you
1: have more weight behind your questions. That's all. I'm <laughs> do. all That's right. right. For uh, for Stephen Agustinelli, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to this is our show here on Super Talk Mississippi.